0: Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Kammer, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week we are taking a look at MLW Underground 29, a big main event, of course, which I'll keep hidden away. But we also got the finals of the number one contenders tournament for the global honor crown tag team championships or however they want to you know break it out back then and then some more tag team matches very tag heavy show tonight so just stay tuned for that but first we got the news um i'm going to apologize in advance Uh, i don't have any vice tv news uh mostly because i ran out of town screaming this past week took a mini vacation I didn't really watch much television, Um, and the only reason we got a podcast on time, let's be frank, is because I can do this up in advance, set it up, and the robots will do all the work of distributing it at the proper time, and so that is what I did. Um, But I didn't watch Vice TV, uh, Rare, the first time that I've skipped out on the Vice showings, uh, just because I decided to wander about uh, historic Galena, Illinois. And, of course, if you're truly interested in all the pictures that I took, and I took several, of course, uh, go ahead and follow me over to the Patreon where it was an exclusive for my backers and see the world from my perspective, as scary as that may sound. Anywho, never mind that we have wrestling afoot. Uh, Some MLW news. Uh, Currently, we are looking at Battle Riot, which is coming up in about a week and a half or so. Uh, Nearly two weeks, I guess. Whatever. Doesn't matter. The important thing is we have another match announcement. Uh, It is going to be a bunkhouse brawl between the ever-feuding Von Erich boys taking on the Team Filthy, represented by Filthy Tom Lawler and Kevin Koo. Bunkhouse rules basically that there are no rules, no DQs, no countouts. Sometimes falls count anywhere, sometimes not. Um, and, like, hopefully, this could be the blow off to the feud. They've been feuding forever. It's kind of time to move on to other things, in my humble opinion. And, of course, I question uh, Filthy Tom's logic of ta- challenging a Texan to a bunkhouse match. But, you know what? I never fought in the UFC, so maybe he's secretly an expert in bunkhouse matches. What do I know? I'm just a guy that talks about wrestling from my mother's basement. In other Battle Riot news, we have a whole host of folks coming in and joining the riot, if you will. Uh, King Mo, Buku Dao, Alex Kane, new signee, of course. uh, The Von Erics who are pulling double duty. Aramis Savio Vega. And last but not least, heavyweight hustle Calvin Tankman. They all join the 40-man troop of wrestlers trying to get themselves an opportunity for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship anytime, anywhere. And last but not least, it is the final round of the MLW Summer Draft. We are welcome to this special by Alicia Toot, and she's going to give us the rundown of returning roster members before going into our final draft pick. It's a two for this week. Uh, Injustice's Jordan Oliver and Team Filthy member Kit Osborne are back with the company. Obviously, Oliver's been bulking his way up to the heavyweight division, feuding with Contra, and Kit Osborne, formerly Rip Von Erich, is back with Team Filthy. We'll see if he actually does anything at all or if he just hangs around with his fringed boots. But most importantly, the final draft pick, brand new roster member... For MLW via Azteca Underground, so big get for them. It is the legendary MDOG20 Matt Cross. Um, he is a world traveler, uh really one of the most exciting picks, I think, for this draft. Uh do enjoy some Matt Cross action. Um uh, really surprised also that AEW didn't pick him up as well. Uh, but yeah, he's traveled the world. Uh, innovative high flyer with amazing body control. Gymnast type dude. Um, and he's been everywhere. He's done a kind of stint in WWE as part of their tough enough. Did the original all out for AEW before it was AEW. Uh, excuse me, all in. Original pay per view, Uh, and he's just kind of been everywhere in between. Um, also most notably in Lucha Underground as Son of Havoc. So it kind of makes sense the continuity there between Azteca Underground and Matt Cross. So exciting to see what he will do under the umbrella of Major League Wrestling. Alright, without any further ado, it is time for our review of MLW Underground. We're taking a look at MLW 29, and we are going to start off with a nice little video package. It is two years in the making, according to the title card. It is Shane Douglas versus Steve Carino coming up here on Friday the 13th, 2004. I forget what month it was. Uh... But they but Karina will take on former champion Shane Douglas, who famously threw the belt down, but not as famously as that time he threw down the NWA heavyweight championship. Uh so to each their own. Douglas is just wandering around tossing down titles and burning bridges wherever he goes, as Shane Douglas is wont to do. Um but we get a highlight package featuring high well the end result of uh, the one-night tournament for the MW, MLW Championship. Uh, first round, Douglas got to beat Jerry Lynn. Second round, he had a hard-fought battle with Steve Carino. And then a triple threat match, which, uh, not going to lie, I didn't do my research, and I didn't recognize the two wrestlers he was uh, against, so... Um, I'm just going to pretend it's Harley Race and Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, Somehow, Douglas pulls out the victory against Harley Race and Nick Bockwinkle to become the inaugural NMLW Heavyweight Champion. But, you know, we can move on to that. Let's battle without honor nor humanity. Uh, Sean Nace, uh, curly-haired backstage interviewer, finally gets a name, or at least a name that I didn't have to do work to see. Uh, He is backstage, giving us the rundown of things to come. Uh, he notes that uh, in the upcoming MLW Tours, we are going to see the Extreme Horsemen. Uh, all three of them, well, three of them uh, be Diamond, Anderson, and Steve Carino taking on the Samoan Island Tribe and a Dream Partner. No hints have been given out who the Partner is at this time, but evidently it's like a Hall of Famer, allegedly. We are also going to see for the Middleweight Championship, Sanjay Dutt taking on Chad Collier. Uh, We were supposed to see the Calgary Bulldogs taking on the Havana Pitbulls for the number one contendership for the MLW Tag Team Championship, Um, but spoiler alert, that's happening tonight instead, because sometimes you just can't wait to has fight, and that's what we're doing, we're going to has fight, Uh, but not yet though, we're going to wait. Uh Naze gets interrupted uh gets handed a piece of paper uh totally has to plug the Teddy Hart website, which evidently has a premium section for five dollars so you can i don't know hang out with Teddy Hart before one of his many many arrests i suppose I don't know I'm not a time traveler. And I don't do a whole lot of research. My research is mostly what's contained in my brain box. Like, this is going to be the theme, I guess. Is like, I haven't done any research. Blurp. Oh, but, you know, whatever. It's Teddy Hart, man. Let's go to the Twitter account to see if Teddy Hart's in jail today. Whatever. Let's let's have a match. Let's go to our first match. Cut to the first match. Oh, we're live. We're live, pal. Okay. Our first match of the evening is Los Maximos taking on the in-ringing debut of Julius Smokes, and his tag team partner, Norman Smiley. Uh, for those of you who have been paying attention, Smokes has been doing commentary for MLW since it's rebranding here uh, a few episodes ago. This is his formal in-ring debut for Major League Wrestling, tagging with MLW stalwart Norman Smiley. They do make for an interesting team. We can call it a mismatch, but really like they, they gel well together because they're both very entertaining folk. Uh, I mean, obviously Norman's got the big wiggle. And for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, uh smokes his work like he is like very much into the entertainment aspect of the business uh which is why he's has gotten more claim as a manager than he ever did as a wrestler like i didn't know he actually you know wrestled wrestled like i mean don't get wrong i assumed he trained but i just didn't know like he actually had some higher profile stints in the ring such as major league wrestling but anyway enough stuttering enough just jawjacking we have a match Uh, looks like Joel and Norman are going to start things off. Uh, Norman just is out wrestling everybody. Uh, of everybody in this match, Norman Smiley is the best pure wrestler. And arguably, he's probably the best pure wrestler in Major League Wrestling at this point. Um, just taking down Joel. Jose comes in, misses a dropkick. He gets a big swing. Not as big as Cesaro's, of course, but he gets like a solid ten rotations in there. Um... Smokes comes in; he's a ball of fire. We get we get some tandem offense with Norman Smiley and Julius Smokes. Uh, quick tags, you know. Uh, Smiley comes back in; he takes command as per usual. Uh, Smokes comes in, gets tripped, allowing the Maximos their first real offensive flourish for the match, and they would take over for quite a bit. On Smokes, his inex- inexperience in the ring, his showing at this point, uh, Smokes does try a comeback, but. Gets stopped by Joel's missile dropkick to the back. Um, about this time, I'm also going to point out that, like, Smokes is an interesting selling style. Like, I mean, he's not like a weird pinball thing, but just his facial expressions. Like, I thought he was hulking up at least four times during the match. And it turns out he was just seizing or something of the like. Uh, He would just kind of like, and have like this weird, almost like grin on his face. And I thought he was going to mount some offense and then he would just get kicked in the face before even looking like he was going to attempt something. Uh, but speaking of one of those comebacks, Joel misses a Swanton bomb. Uh, Smokes hits a double arm DDT, gets the tag on Smiley, and he's a house of wiggling. Uh, body slams for everyone. Smokes comes back in for some odd reason, misses a drop kick, Uh, Smiley comes in to try to help. Ref's distracted, allowing one of the Maximos to get a chair and smack Smokes with it. And that is our finish. The Los Maximos win one, two, three after the chair shot distraction. Uh, yeah, smokes. Went up in smoke there. More smoke puns. Uh, And Smiley, not having great luck with tag team wrestling. I don't know what's up with that, so maybe he should not wrestle tags in MLW anymore. Even though I say this, and then secretly want more tag matches with Raven, because they actually tagged at least one match together, Raven and Norman Smiley, in Major League Wrestling. And it made my heart very happy. I think it grew three sizes that day. Anyway, moving on. Naze is with Teddy Hart. Uh, Hart is confident about the six-man tag team exhibition challenge in the six-sided ring uh, because he's got the g- power of God and the people to keep him alive. I have no clue what that means. Uh, like, I totally get, like, having the protection of God. But I'm not sure how people are going to keep you alive because people inherently suck. Well, whatever. Speaking of people that suck, not really. This next match is actually awesome. We are going to have the Stampede Bulldogs taking on uh, Dark Fuego and, up. Oh, never mind, Havana Pitbulls have showed up and taken out the opponents. So we're going to have our tournament finals here instead of our regularly scheduled matchup. Uh, lots of back and forth brawling to start the match. We got some quick tags. They're going in and out, smacking the snot out of each other. Uh, Wilson tries to, you know, Kick control over uh, Rocky Romero does so for a bit. Uh, Pitbulls do come back after a Yakuza kick on Wilson and then followed by a baseball slide drop kick into the corner. Uh, Lariat by Romero for two. Smith gets tagged in and he is rabid, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, things do break down rather quickly, though the Pitbulls hit some nifty little maneuver. It was like a Middle rope, DD, reverse DDT, sliding slam combination. Uh, that gets two, but it's broken up by Smith. Could have been three otherwise. Uh, but it isn't long after that. Uh, we get a power bomb, power, excuse me, power slam. Wow, that's, that's Michael Cole levels of miscalling a move there. A power slam and a springboard elbow drop for the Bulldogs to get the one two three. They are now your number one contenders to the MLW Tag Team Championship. Uh, this was a fun match. Uh, rather short. For my liking, but like a lot of stuff happened in a very short amount of time, um, and like all four guys obviously can go if you paid attention to your wrestling over the last twenty years. I mean, Smith has done well for himself in Japan, and now he's returned to MLW, albeit uh, I guess well, it wasn't briefly; it's was a couple of years. He just recently left the company though, uh, this past year. I mean, Romero's come back to MLW, and he's kind of like the lead liaison to the office for the uh, Gaijin over there. Uh, Ricky Reyes has had some high-profile stints in Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground, Uh, and T.J. Wilson's a backstage producer for the WWE nowadays, even even, uh, after having a long in-ring career with the WWE, former tag team champion, um, before his uh, really tragic injury at the hands of Samoa Joe a couple of years ago. Uh, But yeah, solid match, which is expected for the four of these guys. Um... So we go back to Nase. That's a kind of also a recurring theme besides my stuttering. Uh, Nays is back, uh, plugging Steve Carino versus Shane Douglas, the six man Calgary exhibition match in this excited ring. Uh, we got the tag team championship up for grabs later on and PJ Freeman taking on Norman Smiley. Before we get some more hot PJ Freeman action though, we should totally take a commercial break. So. Pause for the cause, take a break, listen to me rattle along incoherently about the people that pay me the big bucks to do what I do. I will be back un momento. Now, whether you're someone who works out, or, like me, needs to maintain focus and mental clarity, we could all use a pick-me-up. That's where Raise Energy steps in. With Refresh technology, Raise provides a hydrating, sugar-free boost of energy without the crash some other energy drinks have. You can find out where you can get Raise Energy near you by visiting www.repsports.com. And while you're there, check out the other products that Rep offers, such as pre- and post-workout supplements and snacks. And if you want some extra savings, order online and apply my discount code CAS, that's C-A-S-S, at checkout for 15% off your order. All right. It is time for some more PJ Freeman action. We get to see his entire face for this promo. And honestly, like, not that his promos were terribly strong to begin with, but like, this is easily the worst. Like, this is uh, the best way to characterize it is someone pretending to play wrestler, uh, and cutting a promo. And it almost looks like he's reading the promo. I mean, while well, screaming it, of course, but like, it looks like he's looking at a script off screen. Um, but it's just a lot of yelling. And talking about pain and suffering and how he's going to make Norman Smiley, you know, feel the horrors of pain because he might be associated with Vampiro. Not sure where that connection ever really came from, but whatever, it's P.J. Freeman. He got hit in the head with a chair pretty hard, so he's probably cte already we'll just go with it i mean he's just hanging out backstage with a hoodie on rattling on incoherently you know not a totally unlike me who sits in my mother's basement and rattles on incoherently and the difference really is i don't wear a hoodie don't do it don't wear a hoodie but you know who doesn't wear a hoodie okay that's a lie both the guys in our main event here wear hoodies as well uh though Quite a bit better than the one PJ Freeman is wearing, and obviously better than the one that I would wear if I wore a hoodie. But it's our main event, Teddy Hart versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Uh, Teddy Hart has been kinda of, uh, showing his head here in the rebranded MLW, uh, and he actually made a comeback uh, becoming a tag team champion and middleweight champion in MLW a handful of years ago, and just fairly recently left the company after some legal issues. Uh, Brian Danielson had a solid career in Ring of Honor before mysteriously disappearing, uh, like around 2010 or so. Wonder what happened to that kid. Uh, he was really good. I I hope I hope he's doing all right for himself nowadays. You know, I don't know. He deserves like a you know really supermodel esque TV based wife, you know, and some kiddos and a vegan lifestyle or whatnot. Anyway, we have a match between Danielson and Teddy Hart. Uh, Lots of uh, chain wrestling to start. Uh, Focusing kind of off of each other's arms and some Roman knuckle locks. We get a commercial break and some more chain wrestling. I mean, this, this is Mick Foley 1995 ECW levels of chain wrestling. Wrestling. Uh... Hart does try to get some fancy. He goes up to the top rope uh, and hits a dive, well tries to hit a diving hurricane Ronnie that he turns into a Fujiwara armbar. Uh Daniel rolls out of it um and starts hitting some strikes to uh take control for a bit. Uh, solid meat and potatoes effort by Danielson uh just smacking and kicking the snot out of Hart. Uh, We do get some more attempts at wrestling. Um, Hart tears his pants, his really baggy pants, and uh, Brian just goes ahead and just finishes the job and rips him off Hart. Uh, Commentary goes, Hart is embarrassed by having his pants removed. And I'm like, dude, he's still wearing more clothing than Brian Danielson. Uh, I mean, Hart's wearing a pretty conservative set of boxer briefs and Danielson's wearing like the classic wrestler trunks, you know, so glorified speedo and whatnot. So I don't know how embarrassed he truly is. I mean, I would be more upset about like his pants can't be cheap. Like he wears like, they may be stupid looking, but like, uh, they look like they're, you know, decently priced, but yeah, whatever. Just neither here nor there. Commentary isn't great. We've established this, um, but you know we have match, and it is a solid affair between the two. Uh, we get a diving DDT by Hart after a battle upon the top rope. Hart uh, hits open heart surgery, his little like spinaroonie thing from the top rope. Lots of uh, spinning, uh, but he hurts his arm in the process, so he can't hit the pinfall right away. And when he does go for the pin, he can't hook the leg. Uh, Hart goes back up top for some odd reason and misses a heart attack, shooting star press, uh, gets locked in the cattle mutilation. Hart does roll through, though, and hits a Fujiwara armbar, causing uh, Brian Danielson to tap your winner, Teddy Hart. Hart takes this opportunity to pretend he's in Ring of Honor in a scramble cage match and starts doing lots of backflips off the top rope. Uh, Danielson is hanging out, bad-mouthing Hart, and finally has enough of all the backflips because it takes more than backflips to impress Jody Foster. Danielson attacks, and we have a brawl to end the show. So, there you have it. Fade to black with a big brawl be- between Brian and Teddy Hartz. That was MLW 29. Uh, overall, decent show. Uh, the opening tag match was a lot of fun. I do enjoy me some Norman Smiley. Uh, Julius Smokes is thoroughly entertaining, of course. Uh, the tag, the middle tag team match, uh, Bulldogs versus Pitbulls, got some dog fighting. Uh, and like, it was a, it was a solid match. A little short again, but like, a lot of stuff happened in a very short period of time. So I'm not going to make too many complaints about that uh and then of course your main event it was you know a very solid match in its own right as well um I'm curious to see if this leads anywhere though with Teddy Hart in his constant moonsaults and Brian Danielson attacking him after the match or if we'll just kind of let that float off into space but you know good episodic wrestling leaves us on a cliffhanger and I'm excited to see where this is going next but I can tell you what's going next here of course it is the plugs and credits. So. Stay tuned. Figure out ways you can support the show. Spoiler alert, it's by subscribing, liking, and telling your fans friend... Uh, fam... Uh, I was trying to combine the words friends and family, so tell your friends If anyone... If you know a friend anywhere, just tell tell them. Frans are, like, my third largest fan base. It is children, then old women, then friends. Anyway, yes. Uh, you know. Oh, Tell your friends, tell your family, listen to the plugs, they can give you better instructions than I will, and not waste your time any further, because let's face it, I've wasted enough of your time, 20 minutes nearly to be exact, so without any further ado, I will see you all next week. MLW Confusion is a member of the One Stop Wrestling family. It is produced by Rob Kammer. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and leave a review in addition to telling your friends, family, and enemies. Word-of-mouth promotion is very important to small podcasts like us. If you're interested in keeping up to date on Confusion, it can be found on Facebook at MLWConfusion, all one word, no hyphen, and the Twitter is at TheNovaOfCast. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade our equipment... My virtual tip jar can be found at www.cofi.com slash Casanova, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A, or form your bank for your bunk. Visit my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Casanova. Same as with the kofi fi For as little as $1 a month, you can get early access to the podcast without those pesky ads plus other exclusive goodies. So be like Maverick45 and Alan Schroeder who've been there since the beginning and join up the written form of all of these links can be found in the episode description. Thanks!